Hello and welcome to Just One More Story by George Walters, a weekly podcast where every Friday I share with you one story taken from my collection of many. Never listened before? Not a problem, as every story is unique in its own way. It really doesn't matter what episode you start off with. But I should warn you that some have said my stories are addicting. So with that, let's get started. Hi folks, thanks for joining me here today. Today I have another great story lined up for you that I'm sure you will enjoy. It's all about a couple friends that I came upon while growing up on the farm. Being that it is a touch long, I won't bore you with the formalities this time around, and we'll get right to the story at hand. I hope you enjoy Two Birds. A while back I told you a story about a couple geese that the wife and I raised, and After all my wife and I did for them, they left without even saying goodbye. Well, I guess they did say goodbye of sort as they circled our home before they left. So, with that in mind, it reminded me of another goose story I wrote a long time ago. True story, too. Her name was Chrissy, and she lived on my dad's farm. She was a pretty-looking goose, but she had a temper, let me tell you. If you weren't careful when around her, you could end up with a very sore behind, as that was a spot she seemed to hone in on with that beaker of hers. Her her job was guarding our pond, or at least so she thought. The story starts off in the spring of the year when I started noticing that Chrissy didn't seem to be her old self. You could say she was unhappy, as heck, she didn't even want to chase me even when I walked no further than a foot away from her, and that wasn't normal. I got to thinking about her and went to my dad, as in my mind there wasn't another man that knew more than him. Seems to me, he said, that Chrissy is lonesome. Huh? I never gave that much thought, but, you know, you you could be right. So with that in mind, I decided right then and there to go down to the pond more often and visit her, thinking it might cheer her up a bit. But no matter how many times I went, it just didn't seem to help at all. She would just stand there with her head hanging low as if to say, Don't bother me. Then one day I was over at a friend's place and he was telling me he had a couple ducks on his pond and one had just started to nest. Had five eggs, he said. Would you like to go have a look? Sure would, I said, and off we went. When we got there, he moved some weeds out of the way, and there were the eggs. The mother had covered them with feathers and some soft grass to keep them warm, I suppose, while she was away. We looked around a bit more to see if we could find the mother, but she was nowhere to be found. After searching for a bit, lo and behold, we found a bunch of feathers of what looked to be the remains of a duck. Sure enough, after a closer look, we saw that it was the mother. Apparently, by the looks of the tracks around that pile of feathers, an old fox had killed her. That's a shame. Well, so much for that, my friend said. I guess them eggs are going to rot now. I was hoping I might see some little ones swimming around in my pond in a few weeks. That's a son of a gun, I said, and then it came to me. I wonder if Curtsy would hatch them eggs, as she has sure been in a rare mood lately. I then proceeded to tell him of what took place with Chrissy and how sad she has been for the past month or so. After listening, he said, Well, it sure can't hurt to try, as these eggs are going to be lost on any account, 
that something isn't done. With that, I took my jacket off and very carefully moved the whole nest as best as I could onto it. I said my goodbyes, saying I would let him know the outcome and then headed on home. But first he said, well, don't be surprised if Chrissy doesn't want nothing to do with him, as these geese can be bullheaded sometimes. At any rate, I took the eggs home, showed Dad, and headed down to our pond. There I picked a nice out-of-the-way spot near the pump house that was sheltered a bit and dug a small hole. I, laid the, I then laid the nest in with the eggs still inside. I then walked over to Chrissy and gently coaxed her to get closer so she could have a look. I have to tell you, it took a bit of doing her being so ill-tempered and all. But eventually I got her to put her long neck down near the eggs to have a look. She seemed to smell them a bit, moving them around with her beak, and then she just walked away. Darn, I thought, I guess my plan isn't going to work. It looks as if she doesn't want anything to do with them. Well, maybe Dad will know what to do. So, so I headed on home. On arriving, I told Dad of what took place, and after he had finished his nap, we headed back down to the pond. He liked to have a rest after he ate lunch. When we got there, we found Chrissy was setting on the nest. Well, said Dad, isn't that the darndest thing? If I wouldn't have seen it with my own eyes, I would have never believed it. I guess she just needed some time to think on things and make up her own mind, I said. I guess so, Dad replied. With that, we both sat there for a bit, taking in what nature had to offer around the pond. Then we said goodbye to Chrissy and let her alone. On the way home, I said, Dad... With Chrissy's temper, I wouldn't want to be anyone or anything that comes near that nest. That would be a sight to see, replied Dad. Anyway, two weeks went by, and I had been keeping a close eye on Chrissy in the nest. Then one morning I looked out on the pond, and there before me was five black baby chicks swimming behind one big old white goose. I have to tell you, Chrissy sure looked proud. You could almost see her smiling. You know... That old goose raised them ducks like they were her very own, and for years they would head on south for the winter, and every spring they would come back to visit her. Old Chrissy after that was back to her old self, and I had a few pinches on the back of my legs and behind to prove it, but it was worth it to see her so happy again. So there you have it, one old goose that was feeling down that ended up bringing five young ducklings into the world along with giving herself a purpose in life. Hmm, since that story was a touch short, I've decided to share another one with you here today. Call it a bonus episode. <laughs> this story is similar in some ways, but different in others. It's a great story. I hope you enjoy it. Remembering back, it was a cold day, and we had just finished milking the cows and brought the milk in from the to the house from the, for separating. Separating is where you remove the cream from the milk using a machine, for those that might not know what separating means. Reg asked me to bed down the cows with some straw and give the horses some hay and oats, as he had other things to do in the house. I enjoyed that job, especially watching them and listening to them tromping away on the food. It kind of made me hungry the way they went about it. 
I have to say that they sure can make short work out of a half a bale of hay. Once I had the animals looked after, I threw a bit of feed down on the floor for the chickens and headed on back to the house to help Laura. Once the milk was all done and the cream was put in the cans for morning and set on the back porch, I took the skim milk back to the barn. The young calves, pigs, and kittens sure didn't sure enjoy that time of day. I fed them and rinsed out the pails with some water at the well pump and went back to the house for supper. On the way out, the, uh, out of the door, I happened to look back to where I had thrown the feed down for the chickens. To my surprise, I seen a new type of intruder. Here a grouse had gotten in, and he decided to mix right in with the chickens. I guess figuring he could get a free meal. I didn't think too much about it at the time, and at the supper table, I was telling Reg, Well, he said, is he fat? I said, uh, I didn't get too good a look at it. I could go back and check. No, that won't be necessary. It's getting late, and we have a busy day tomorrow. You can check things out in the morning. Sounds good to me, I said. We finished up supper, chatted for a while, as we always do, and then Reg went and stoked up the old wood furnace for, for the night. The next morning, I was up early with Reg, and we went to the barn, and sure enough, the grouse was still eating away with the chicken. He seems quite content to just be around them chickens, doesn't he, said Reg. Yep, looks that way, but he sure is a skinny feller. Let's leave him alone and see if he stays, said Reg. If he does in a month or so, when he fattens up, we'll have him for supper. Sounds good to me, I said, and we went about our morning chores. Well, every day I kept on feeding that grouse and enjoyed watching him. I kind of think he thought he was a chicken after a bit, and his he even jumped onto the chicken's roost at night to sleep. A few months went by, and then one afternoon, Red said that we had fed the grouse enough, and now it belonged in our oven. We closed the door of the barn, and the both of us were put in hunting mode, bare hands, no gunfire inside the barn. After half an hour of, of the both of us running around trying to catch him, getting a few bruises and scrapes in the process, the grouse won. So we congratulated him, opened the barn door for him to be on his way or do whatever he so pleased. Kind of figured he wasn't worth the effort in trying to catching him. Eventually, he did go outside all on his own, wandering around the barnyard with his chicken friends. It seemed that he had made himself a home, and I kind of figured he forgave us for trying to put him in a pot. Reds, though, he, he figured he... He knew when he was well off with all the free food. I named him Skeeter after a bet as he could sure move when he wanted to. So, there you go, a young grouse that managed to stay out of the oven and grow old with the rest of us. Finally, have you heard the one about the old farmer by the name of George and what took place when he was approached by a government official one summer afternoon out by the barn? No? Hmm. Well... Goes like this. Old George had a small farm in southern Ontario. The government claimed he was not paying proper wages to his workers. And, well, they sent an agent out to interview him. I need a list of your employees and how much you pay them, demanded the agent, and I want it right now. Well, replied George, there's my hired man who's been with me for five years. I pay him $700 a week plus free room and board. 
The cook has been here for about a year and a half, and I pay her $500 a week, plus room and free room and board, too. Then there's a half-wit who works about 18 hours every day and does about 90% of all the work around here. He makes about $10 a week, pays his own room and board, and I buy him a bottle of brandy every Friday night. That's the guy I want to talk to, the half-wit, says the agent. George looks at the feller and takes off the straw hat, wipes his brow with his handkerchief and says, That'd be me. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com in ebooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me at any time at stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time. Stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey Google, play Just One More Story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcast, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, it will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters.